Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl Alexis and I am back with another episode. Let's get right into it, y'all. So this episode is coming out of my personal journal, y'all. Um, I don't know, I just feel led to basically share it with you guys. And I think that, well, I'm not going to say I think. I know that God often ministers to us through us. Meaning like he'll give me a word, but also allow me to share it with someone else because someone else needs that same as that word because they may be in a similar season that's parallel to mine. So this episode is going to be titled Outgrowing Familiar Spaces. So let me give y'all some back um, background context, right? So I'm not sure if I told y'all this on the episode or not, but I'll just recap it really quick. How towards the end of the year, I always basically go into a season of consecration. And I'm really still and I'm seeking out the Lord aggressively, usually between, you know, the last two months of the year. And the reason why I do that is because I'm seeking out God's plan for the upcoming year or where exactly has me in his heavenly plan. I think it's kind of counterproductive for us to be kingdom children and God tells us to seek him first and basically be kingdom minded. But we govern our lives by the world's calendar, the world's understanding of time when God, who is our father, the king of all kings, right? El Shaddai, all these great names does not live by our understanding of time. He's not bound by time. So why if... I am called to be like my father and I'm basically with my purpose without govern my life based on the world's time. So usually during this time, I'm basically seeking out God and because God already know how everything is in. It kind of gives me, I don't know, like the inside scoop of where I need to be, right? That's how you begin to really seek out the kingdom and really be ahead of times and seasons and whatnot. But that's another episode. So during this time, God basically last year began to provide clarity on where he was calling me specifically into my ministry, what my role was in his kingdom. And basically that I was going to go through a season of studying, a lot of studying, a lot of, you know, learning new things and basically exercising a new level of my purpose. So what he didn't tell me was that come January, I was going to go through the season or this feeling of emotions that is becoming. So what I've been feeling lately since January is like a need for new. And when I say new, I'm talking about new in every aspect of my life. So it's like, I want a new job. I want a new apartment, but I want a new friendships and new connections. And I want to be basically more in my purpose and ministry. And these are not things where it's like, oh, this has happened because something bad is going on in my life. If I'm being really honest, there's nothing really wrong with my current life. But everything that I'm now desiring is literally bigger and better. So instead of me saying, oh, I want to move into another apartment, I'm like, no, actually, I want a house, specifically a six-bedroom house. Instead of me saying, hey, I want to go work for someone else's um, company, now it's like, no, I really want to go and take um, take what God has placed in my heart and the gifts he's given me more seriously and actually go into full-time entrepreneurship like I was supposed to. So everything that is inside me now is just new, 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 new. And for me, I was like, dang, am I being ungrateful? Am I, you know, tripping? Like what's going on with me? Because this now feels like a burning desire. This is not just like, oh, once this feels like something that's literally like trying to come out, like something that's literally pulling me towards greater. And I had to go to God because I'm like, God, why do I have these desires? Like, am I being a bad child? Like, what is going on? And thank y'all. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Okay. Because lately I've been having scriptures literally just flow through me like nonstop, almost like how a waterfall, like, you know, how the waterfall has the water falling from the top of the mountain and it just flows into the river, but it's a continuous process. That's how these scriptures have been coming to me. Okay. And honestly, I'll be real y'all. 
the scriptures are coming to mind. I'm like, dang, I ain't read that book in a long time. Well, I haven't heard that scripture in a while. I'm like, huh, I wonder why that scripture came to mind. But I really wasn't present into it to really be like, God, why are these scriptures coming to mind? And why is it coming repetitiously? So if you don't know, God is a God that speaks, obviously, through his word, which is the scripture. But he speaks in repetitions as well. So he'll continue to say, say the same thing over and over and over again. But sometimes, like how I am, we're basically ignorant to what he's saying. And we just brush it off. Or we do recognize what he's saying and we basically fall into confirmation idolatry and we're looking for outside sources to confirm what God is saying directly to us. So when I begin to basically write down everything that God was pointing to me, the words that had been coming to me these past couple of weeks, what I realized was that God was actually speaking directly to me and actually telling me why I had these feelings. So one of the scriptures that God had been speaking to me for the longest these past couple of weeks, y'all, is Matthew 6, 33, which says, seek the kingdom of God above all everything else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need now the part that's been basically like a beacon like a neon sign just flashing over and over and over again was seek the kingdom of god meaning with everything that i'm getting ready to do everything that you're doing your purpose make sure it is kingdom minded make sure it is with my my mind in mind basically does that make sense y'all make sure it's with my mind and not your mind basically make sure it's basically coming from my plan i am the source versus it coming from you I was like, okay, cool. So obviously during this time, I'm checking everything before the Lord. Like, hey, I want to make sure that I'm just staying within the parameters that you set before me. I want to make sure that I'm operating within the calling that you've placed in my life. And what God began to show me as I went back to him to check these things was that he was changing my appetite. He was changing my appetite. And I really want to share this with y'all because... I don't know where you guys are in your journey. And maybe you may be in this space where it's like, "Mm, I used to want to do these things. I don't want to do them no more. Hey, I used to be comfortable with this. And now it just ain't working for me no more. And you two are outgrowing these familiar spaces and this environment. What God began to show me is that when you really release that sense of control, when you take a back seat, when you literally allow God to have his rightful position in your life, what you do is basically give God permission in the room to actually begin to draw you into the things that he's always wanted to give you. So when I say that God basically going to show me that he was changing my appetite, what he was showing me was that, hey, the things that you used to desire and participate in, you no longer have a desire to do so anymore because it is not of me. It does not align with my character. It doesn't align with my plan. It doesn't align with my spirit. So yeah, before you would want to be in certain environments, but now that you're basically seeking out my kingdom, it means that you have to be led by your spirit. And if you are in your world, or even if you watch sermons or anything like that, you know that there are two parts of us. We have our flesh and our spirit, but, but depending on which one you feed, that's who's dominating at that moment, right? So you're constantly fit, um, feeding your flesh with, you know, things of the world, your flesh is what is in dominance and your spirit man is weak. Well, now when you begin to seek the kingdom of God, that means you're spending more time with God. That means you're more in your word. You may be listening to worship music more. You may be now praying more. You are now building up your spirit. So as you begin to build your spirit, what's now happening is you have the kingdom of heaven that is obviously above us and your spirit now connecting and magnetizing towards each other. And the way that God basically began to show me these things, because sometimes I, y'all, your girl be smart, but sometimes I'm like, Lord, make it, make it real dummy proof, like elementary, like just make it real, real plain. Like don't do that fancy parable stuff that Jesus was doing the Bible with me. I, I ain't him. Okay. I may be like him in some ways, but I ain't him. So make it real simple. And I'm sitting in my living room recording this podcast, y'all. And as I'm recording the podcast, I have two plants in here. I have a real plant and an artificial plant. And when God basically set my focus on the artificial plant, what he began to show me was that the artificial plant literally has no life. It is 
dead, okay? And because it's dead, it's in a fixed position. So this means I never have to care for this plant. I'm never going to have to move this plant out of its container and put it to another container because it's actually glued down. It's literally stuck in that position. It's never going to grow in stature. It's never going to expand. It's never going to go through any type of cycles or any stages for it to become, you know, a greater version of itself because it has no life. Whereas the other plant that I have, though it's in a smaller vase and it's still in its baby stage, it's already beginning to flourish. And because it's in a baby stage and because it's going to grow, it requires special attention. So that means it has to be watered for. It has to be cared for. It needs a certain amount of light. Not only does it grow in appearance as, as it's being cared for, but there's something that's taking place in the pot beneath the soil that actually strengthens the root, the, the roots. So where the roots may have been shallow before, and not really strong, they're now growing in thickness. They're beginning to expand. They're now growing deeper. But here's what God began to show me. The only way for the real plant to actually continue to grow is, is as it grows, I'm attentive enough to notice that this plant needs to now be moved into another container. Because if I don't move into another container, what I do is basically stop its growth potential and potentially put it in a, a situation where it begins to harm itself and die. So what God was showing me was that just as with plants, they outgrow their environment, so do we. So do we. So now it's like, yeah, you've been on this walk with me. You've been speaking your spirit, man. You've been seeking me out. And now you're some things that's not aligning anymore. Now you're wondering why you don't want to be in certain environments no more. Now you're wondering why the things that used to make you happy, now it's just frustrating. You're like, mm, I really don't want to have um, deal with this anymore. It's not because you're acting crazy or you switching up. It's because God is saying, hey, it's time for you to move into new soil. It's time for me to put you in a new environment. And because you're not basically willing to move, because you're not being obedient and following in my spirit, you're now putting yourself in a position where you're capping your potential. And what he brought me into remembrance also was my mom's aloe plants. Now, I don't know what it is about island people, okay, but one thing I know with my mama is she loved her some aloe, y'all, and she's always kept aloe. Like, she's used aloe on her skin. She would just use aloe for everything. I can't even remember because it's been so long, but she'll have these aloe plants in these little pots, like the original pots they came in, and they would grow, and so they'll be cute, but then they'll get to a point where they start to die, like the little... And I don't know if you call aloe plants like leaves or stems, but they'll start to basically turn brown, right? And she'll be like, oh, my aloe plant is dying. I need to repot it. So she'll basically, you know, clean it up or whatever and put it into a new pot so that it can expand. But the new pot is now bigger. So now the aloe plant will begin to grow in its stature and begin to blossom more. You'll see new little stems come out. But guess what? At a certain point, the same thing happens where now it's almost like it's suffocating. And what will happen is these aloe plants will start from a little pot and they'll go through stages. And eventually she planted them into the ground. Once she planted them into the ground, they was in good soil. What what I realized was that because they were no longer in containers, they were in soil that was in the ground, there was nothing that was basically giving them a boundary. So what that aloe plant began to do was grow so large to where my mom literally would have to cut some of the stems off because it was becoming too big. And what God is um, was showing me through that memory was that that's how God takes us from faith to faith. That's how God wants to elevate us. That's how God moves us through our, our walk with him. We begin to outgrow familiar spaces. We begin to outgrow our environment. And it isn't always a bad thing. It's because he wants us to expand and continue to grow spiritually, but also in our ministry, our walk in every our area of our life. So y'all have to imagine me who've been trying to figure this out for 
now three months. I'm like, what's going on? For me to be sitting here writing my journal, literally Holy Spirit is just pouring all this into me, pouring all this to me, pouring this onto me. And what he was saying was, you're gravitating towards what can sustain you. Y'all, God said you are gravitating towards what can sustain you. And I don't know who else is in this season with me, or maybe you're going to be in this season, another season. Maybe you've already gone through this and you didn't have enough clarity. What God was saying was in this present moment, there is a part of you that's already been established, that's already become, it's here, that now needs to go where it can be sustained, where it can be sustained, but there's a part of you that is keeping you here. And if you do not leave that part of you where it's at, if you don't detach yourself from that, you're literally going to cap your growth. And if it's one thing I've learned through experience, God going to do what he want to do, okay? <laughs> God has literally frustrated me out of positions before, and it's become a mess, and it didn't have to be a mess. So I'm just letting y'all know God going to do what he want to do, okay? The next thing that I wrote was that to seek the kingdom is to be spirit-led. So now that you've taken the back seat, God is now the driver. Or for better words, he has turned on autopilot and he has entered new coordinates to get you to his desired destination. You know, when we sit here and be like, oh, we want purpose. We want God's will for our life. You know, we're seeking out God. We really don't understand that when we say that what we're saying is, hey, God, I am willing to scrap anything and everything that I thought I was supposed to have. Anything that was my plan. I am really willing to scrap all of that to literally be in partnership with you. But I just don't think we always really <laughs> think it through. I don't think we actually make it practical for ourselves to understand what that looks like. But the analogy that I wrote was like the land we're building on is sand. It's faulty and literally like a sinkhole away from collapsing. And what God wants to do is move us into a new land that is fruitful. It's good soil and it's where his spirit has already gone and prepared for us. Now, here's the thing, y'all. Because when he, I'm literally just writing in my journal, y'all. When he said this to me, this should have been a moment where I was celebrating. This should have been a moment where I was like, glory to God. But it was a moment that was bittersweet for me. And maybe this is how you two feel because I know it's easy for us to say, have faith, you know, just by faith, do it, faith, do it, faith. But and it's a good faith message. Like, I love it. But let's be honest. Sometimes when faith is required, faith is waiting. Right, it's heavy, which means it's a bittersweet moment because that means in order to receive what's new, in order to receive those desires that God has placed inside your heart, in order to receive what God has already prepared for you and has waiting for you for your appointed arrival, requires severing ties to what's keeping you to your present. And I'm just gonna insert me here because for me, it's never about what I'm leaving behind, but who. And what he began to show me was whoever he's attached to go along with me on this journey, they're still going to be here. They're just in the future. That version of them is in the future. So you're worrying about leaving their, the present version of them. And I'm trying to get you connected to the, the future version of them. But you got to be willing to move. And I wrote on my notes that this transition, this new level of faith in your journey and your walk with Christ requires a level of faith that you have yet to build the muscle mass for because you've never had to exercise this. Because truth of the matter is, it's easy to exercise your faith locally. It's easy to exercise your faith when it's in close proximity. But what happens when God says, hey, I need you to go from local faith to long distance faith. I need you to go and exercise a faith that goes past the boundary that you've drawn and meets me where I'm at and that's outside of your comfort zone. That's where things get a little rocky. That's when things get a little unsure. And I can't sit here and be on this podcast and tell y'all, oh, have faith, have faith. When I too, I am in, I'm in a season where I'm just like, oh, like I really want everything that you have for me, Lord, but I don't even know how it looks to get there. But what God gave me was two scriptures, y'all. And I've been posting it on my 
Insta story. The first scripture is Deuteronomy 31 8. It says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And I put on my Insta story that I will be repeating this scripture for the next week or so until it's embedded into my subconscious. And the reason why I'm literally repeating that scripture over and over and over again, because I understand that there's a part of my flesh that is fearful. There's a part of my flesh that's literally trying to stop me from moving ahead with God. So in order for me to overcome this fear, in order for me to move into some the next level of my faith, I now have to feed my spirit. Remember, we just talked about it early in the episode so i'm feeding my spirit with the word of god so that it takes root it takes root and it begins to be planted and from now once it takes root into my my spirit it can be watered by god the next scripture is isaiah 41 10 which says so do not fear for i am with you do not be dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you and i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand so Above all things, y'all, if you're in the season where you're outgrowing familiar spaces, where you're now beginning to change or you're seeking out more, or you just want to, you just want a new, a new, a new feel for life. Okay. I don't know how to really work is what I will say is if faith is an area where you may be weak, where your faith may be wavering, where your faith may be uncertain, it's okay. Cause God knows it. It's not like you can really hide from it. He already knows that. What I will say to you from my own personal walk, from what I am doing is I am putting my trust in God. I am putting my trust in God, which means I am literally saying, though I may be weak in this area, I know my God is strong and I know that he's able to sustain all the way that I put on him. Though I may not be sure where I'm going, I don't have the vision for it yet. God has already told me that his spirit has gone before me. He's also told me that he will be with me. So I'm not walking in this new um, level of my life. I'm not walking to this new season blindly. I'm not stepping to this new version of myself without any type of guidance or any company. The Lord is still with me. And that's how you begin to navigate and move with God when your faith is being tested, when your faith is weathering, when your faith feels like, you know what, I don't know it's gonna be if it's going to be enough to carry me into this next season. You rely on God. So that's literally what I wrote in my <laughs> journal. And I just want to share it with you guys just in case that you may be in the same season or just whatever. I just felt led to share it with you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see y'all the next time the Holy Spirit leads me to share something else with y'all. Toodles!